0: Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.
1: And you're on right now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. You can find us on Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, just about everywhere you listen to your podcasts, and coming soon to iHeartRadio. You can also follow us on Twitter at RightNowJimDaws, or email me at RightNowJimDaws at gmail.com. You can also call into the show at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750 leave your questions or comments on that line and we might use your call on a future show. Well, I've said it before, but it bears repeating for emphasis. But this is no longer your father's or your grandfather's Democrat Party. If you're a blue-collar worker or a union worker up in the upper Midwest who is uh, sort of grown up voting for Democrats, if you... um, or a a northeastern suburbanite, uh, you know, that um, has a long history in your family of voting Democrat, uh, and you just do it sort of out of a sense of loyalty, then you are going to be responsible for the wreckage that this current crop of Democrat presidents uh, plans to wreak on this, uh, this nation if they get elected. And watching this clown show of the Democrat candidates trying to get further left than each other is really something to see. Uh, there's a, a candidate that's been getting not too much press, uh, but he had his uh, announcement uh, in San Francisco. He's from uh, Silicon Valley. I think he's a, 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 a venture capitalist. His name is Andrew Yang. Uh, he turned out a big crowd, uh, estimated to be about 5,000 people. And uh, and he's been getting on a lot of uh, radio shows and and uh, TV appearances. And and his big selling point is he wants a guaranteed income for all. So he has uh, taken that page out of Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal where uh, she's going to give a guaranteed income to people who uh, are unwilling to work. And he has taken it right into the presidential campaign. And it's being received on the left by millennials and um, far left Democrats who you want to turn this into a socialist nation uh, very enthusiastically. I want to give you a clip here. This is Andrew Yang um, on uh, I think it's uh, yeah, it's on morning Joe talking about uh, his guaranteed income and where he expects to get the money
2: tag would be, paying every American $1,000 a month? Yeah, it's about $1.8 trillion a year past current expenses. But the way you get there, Joe, and we all know this, how much did Amazon pay in taxes last year? Zero. And meanwhile, Amazon sucking up $20 billion in business every year, putting 30% of American malls out of business. And so what we need to do is we need to pass a value added tax that would get the American people a slice of every Amazon transaction, every Google search, every robot truck mile. And because our economy is now so massive at 20 trillion dollars a value-added tax at even half the european level generates 800 billion in new revenue which combined with current spending economic growth from putting all this money into americans hands because we know there's going to spend it in their communities the cost savings on things like incarceration and homelessness services and emergency room health care and
1: this is the siren song of socialism uh, that has to be resisted. We've seen this, this program tried in nation after nation throughout history, and it has been a colossal failure that's resulted in uh, the impoverishment and ultimate collapse of, uh, of one economy after another. Venezuela is just the latest example. I don't understand why these, these uh, techies and these millennials don't just cast their gaze to the south and see what's going on right here in our own hemisphere uh, and, and learn a lesson. But, um, you know, in that clip he says that this will only add $1.8 trillion to the budget every year. I think it's about a a, a $2.5 trillion budget currently. So he's basically advocating doubling um, the current budget in order to give everybody $1,000 a month. Never mind the fact that we're already $22 trillion in debt, that Social Security, which people have paid into a retirement program, Over their lifetime is uh, scheduled to be insolvent in about uh, 20 years. He just wants to keep piling this on and claims that he's going to pay for it (laughs) by hitting up old Jeff Bezos. Now, Bezos is a very rich man. I I have no doubt. I think he's worth about $500 billion. He may be. uh, He's on track to become the first trillionaire, uh, but he certainly uh, could not fund this by himself, he's promising to uh, to charge robot uh, automated driving truck drivers uh, per mile in order to pay for this. This is lunacy, and the fact that this guy could run on this platform and turn out uh, five thousand people, millennials mostly in San Francisco, who have con- come through you know our current education system where they teach. Um, Social justice warriorism instead of actual economics or any useful skills is is really chilling. But um he's not the only one. There's a whole field of these people out there. Uh you heard the other day when Beto O'Rourke, Beta Beto, uh took up the cause of the Green New Deal and uh Ocasio Cortez's uh, proposal. And uh and they're doing this totally uncritically. It's it's not serious. Um, if they, in fact, implemented this, it would be a disaster, but, uh, but he's out there doing that. And, and the latest thing that they're on the latest tear is they want reparations for slavery. You know, slavery was 150 years ago. No, it's been longer than that. It's, uh, it It's been almost 200 years now. And anybody that was ever a slave is long since dead. Anybody that ever owned a slave, which, uh, by the way, was only about 1% of the U S population has uh, has long since died. Uh, We've had trillions of dollars spent in uh, welfare programs and uh, New Deal programs, redistributing wealth, uh, trying to address any sort of inequalities left, but that's not good enough. The whole of the Democrat presidential uh, field is going all in on reparations. And... (laughs) You really have to ask yourselves do these people really believe that they would be able to deliver on these programs if if and when they got elected or are they just um are they just trying desperately to get further left uh than their presidential opponents if they keep this up they're going to take themselves entirely off a cliff. Katie Pavlich uh who's one of the smartest commentators on Fox News absolutely uh, beautiful by the way uh came out on on the uh outnumbered program and had this to say about the legacy of slavery and and i want you to just listen to the reaction of the other panelists as they freak out as katie accidentally says well not accidentally but uh says some forbidden truths uh, that you're just not allowed to say i i have no doubt that uh there are people over there at Fox News, uh, the same ones that got Judge Janine suspended, uh, now uh, uh, demanding that uh, Katie Pavlich be suspended as well.
0: I have uh, two pretty strong views. I mean, they they keep blaming America for the sin of slavery, but the truth is, throughout human history, slavery has existed, and America came along as the first country uh, to end it within 150 years, and we get no credit for that. To move forward and try and make well, good we, on we that. did have a, a very bloody civil yeah. war or over that and issue. We also-
1: That's Kennedy interjecting. She knows that uh, Katie has uh, has spoken of verboten um, truth, and she's got to try to drag it back in. To white guilt Um, and in just a second that uh, that liberal uh, that they have on that uh, outnumbered show uh, pipes up and starts uh, uh, talking about how mean we were to the Indians as well.
0: The racial history it. and the remnants it. of the Civil War, right. particularly blacks in the South, Correct. Yes. That, that was not and an easy And path. Still, I mean, That was bloody and violent and deadly. And there were Native we Americans here when we that. showed up. Yeah, but we're yeah. still, we my out. point is that we were all oh, the And there were Native, Native Americans here when we showed up. It. And we're still dealing with the issue. But if you want to start a problem and to inflame racial tension even more, start blaming people who have nothing to do with slavery for the sin of slavery. That is not fair. That's not fair. Not the American way, and we shouldn't
1: be doing it. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> Old oh, Harris, uh, she said, "Yes, let's move on. We can't, uh, we can't talk about this stuff." Well, the truth of the matter is, uh, with regard to reparations, uh, modern blacks have benefited greatly through the uh, the the price that their ancestors paid. I'm not defending the the institution of slavery; far from it. But it does need to be pointed out, as Katie did right there, that uh, slavery existed in the world for thousands and thousands of years before the Europeans ever gotten involved with it. Um, The institution of slavery survived in the United States, uh, and I say the United States after um, the the, uh, Constitution was passed, for uh, less than 100 years, actually just about 100 years before It was abolished, and hundreds of thousands of um, Union soldiers paid their lives, white Union soldiers paid their lives abolishing slavery, and the United States was uh, the first Navy to enforce the prohibition of slavery on the high seas. So you'll notice that you never hear any of that. It's all laid at the feet of America and the West— uh, the thousands of years of slavery that went on before we got involved with it, despite the fact that um, that America and England, especially England, um, abolished the international slave trade. So Katie Pavlich uh, stepped on a third rail and uh, and immediately the social justice warriors on Twitter freaked out, uh, calling her names and, and demanding that she be removed from the air. Absolutely. Uh, not addressing what she had said whatsoever, because this is uh, sort of the the mythologies that the whole social justice warrior movement is uh, is founded on, and uh, you're just simply not allowed to uh, articulate those things. You know, to this day, Africans are dying in uh, to get to America or Europe. The truth of the matter is the ancestors of, uh, of the slaves in this country uh, struck the lottery by the price that their ancestors paid. American blacks are the most prosperous um, blacks on the face of the earth. And the notion that we would, um, we would give them reparations for the, uh, the, uh, the pain and suffering of their ancestors is absurd. I also notice that uh, American blacks don't go around building monuments to Union soldiers who paid with their lives to secure their freedom. They're all about tearing down Confederate statues, and I guess on some level I could understand that. But you never see them trying to erect statues to the the people who gave their lives to secure their freedom. Well, we started the show off with a a strong dose of political incorrectness right there. We're going to go out to a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about— Jair uh, Bolsonaro, the uh, the new president of Brazil, meeting with President Trump. You got two uh, populist nationalist uh, leaders in the two most populist nations in the Western Hemisphere, and they got along great. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> And we're back on right now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture, from an American nationalist perspective. Well, the president met with um, with Brazil's new populist nationalist president uh, at the uh, White House yesterday, and uh, and they were um, like brothers. I don't I don't know if. Uh, if the, uh, Jair Bolsonaro uh, speak, uh, speaks English, but uh, he and the president certainly uh, got along well, it absolutely caused a meltdown uh, on the left. Uh, and Chuck Todd uh, was uh, chief among the, the people losing their minds over, uh, over this meeting. He, uh, he basically uh, decried Bolsonaro saying that uh, Trump and he were, you know, two authoritarian dictators, um, who were were kindred spirits, and and you just got to hear his over the top uh, uh, take on the meeting as uh, because they got along so well.
2: We begin tonight with a presidential press conference that
1: frankly left me a bit speechless, which is hard to do in an age when it feels like we've seen it all. From <laughs> leaving Chuck Todd speechless is uh, is a major accomplishment. I wish it would happen more often, this president.
2: But what we watched this afternoon was an American president teaming up with a world leader to do the following. Attack the free press, attack his potential campaign opponents and attack social media companies with a hard right conspiracy theory.
1: Or- so he's talking about uh, Bolsonaro uh, echoed Trump's characterization of uh, the coverage of of uh, these Um these nationalist leaders as fake news. And it most certainly is fake news. You've seen it again and again. Uh, and they, they characterize any uh, criticism of their uh, dishonest, agenda-driven news coverage as an attack on the First Amendment. It is no such thing. Nobody's thrown any uh, reporters into jail. Nobody's tried to shut down Um, MSNBC or CNN, despite the fact that they go on the news night after night and, uh, and try to undermine this president with lies and distortions, he's, he's not oppressing the first amendment. He's simply engaging in the first amendment. And the fact that, uh, that these people squeal, uh, so loud when he, uh, when he, uh, calls out their lies and dishonesty, uh, I I think it was Shakespeare that says, Methinks thou protest too much.
2: Matter alliances matter. We've been through this before. But this afternoon was a display of how the president's authoritarian, transactional impulses and attacks on democratic, small D norms are being, in a word, exported around the world, and how the U.S. has essentially ceded its moral
1: authority. So we don't have any moral authority if we uh, we support other nations uh, and leaders uh, acting in their own people's interests. This is, uh, this is the globalist New World Order uh, on steroids uh, in this, uh, this response. Any, any uh, leader now, such as Bolsonaro in Brazil or Salvini in Italy or um, Orban in Hungary, are attacked as somehow authoritarian and uh, dictatorial when they are no such thing. They're simply... Uh, pursuing policies that uh, that are in their own people's national interest, uh, and the idea that you would have such over the top reactions to these uh, uh, what would have been perfectly normal politicians in 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 past years uh, tells you how far we've gone down this road to globalization,
2: which begs the question. What are the consequences of a president whose foreign policy seems built on transactional relationships that benefit his interests more than America's and in some cases ideological and in other cases financial?
1: Notice what he said there, more than America's. How can this benefit his interests, you know, building political alliances with like-minded nationalists um, be more in his interest than in the nation's? Chuck Todd is assuming there that the globalist uh, policies that uh, Trump has, has t- basically taken a wrecking ball to are more in the national interest than Trump's policies, which have created uh, historic low unemployment, rising wages, uh, peace, you know, instead of endless foreign uh, misadventures that have cost thousands of U.S. Uh, uh, lives and trillions in dollars. But somehow he defines Trump as contrary to the national interest instead of the, the policies that Trump is unend, upending.
2: Is this the emergence of what you might call the Trump doctrine? Mr. Trump cheered the Brazilian president Jair Bolsonaro's attacks on fake news. Yes, he used the phrase. And after President Trump took a not-so-veiled shot at his political opponents here at home, Bolsonaro did too. Then Bolsonaro publicly gave the president his endorsement for 2020. The president effusively praised Bolsonaro, never once mentioning the Brazilian leader's past (laughs) incendiary comments about homosexuality and women.
1: Oh, my God. So two world leaders who are of like mind uh, that support the well-being of their their nations and want to cooperate uh, in a peaceful um, way to advance their own nation's interests— is somehow um, illegitimate, according to Chuck Todd. Of course they would um, endorse each other's policies. Their, their policies are, um, are very similar. They believe that nations are the best way uh, ever devised to for uh, different cultures to advance their interests and, and provide peace and prosperity for their people. That's exactly what both of these leaders are doing. And, oh, oh by the way... So is Salvini and Orban um, in, uh, in Europe. And uh, I wish I could remember the name of the Polish leader, but uh, she's doing it as well. This is, uh, this is the way nation states were supposed to operate. And that's why Chuck Todd is freaking out is because you've got two strong uh, nationalist leaders of the two most populist nations in the Western Hemisphere. And they get along famously. And then he tries to, at the end of his comments, smear Bolsonaro because he's pushed back against uh, the far left there in Brazil. One of the things the programs that Bolsonaro has implemented in Brazil that I wish the president would uh, would take a page from is uh, reforming the cultural Marxists that have entrenched themselves in the educational institutions there in Brazil. He's going directly at him, and saying we're going to purge. Uh, these universities of these uh, Marxist professors that are um, are trying to undermine um, the the nation of Brazil so um i was I was just thrilled to see bolsonaro come to the White House. I hope uh Trump uh, travels to Brazil as well. I have no doubt that he would turn out huge crowds uh, in support of him uh in In Brazil. The the truth of the matter is, and this is why the Democrats are so desperate to try to undermine our electoral systems, is the majority of the uh, people of of almost every nation recognize that their leaders are there to protect their interests and advance uh, their well-being, their prosperity and uh, and secure, uh, you know, a future for their children. Uh, globalism is diametrically opposed to that They want to break down the nations And uh, turn us into one giant shopping mall The predictable and uh, documented results of that Are that you have clashes of different cultures And different uh, value systems That lead to conflict and disintegration So what else are we going to talk about? Okay, uh, Fox News um, Yesterday Fox News Uh, 21st Century Fox, the parent company of Fox News, uh, was broken up and they are they're going to sell the majority of 21st Century Fox to Disney, the same Walt Disney Corporation that recently rehired rehired the uh, I I don't want to call him a pedophile uh, because he couches his uh, pedophilia in humor. But uh, Disney had to fire James Gunn, the director of the um, uh, the uh, Defenders of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, because you know they look. They went back on his Twitter feed and found just a an avalanche of um, jokes about having sex with children and molesting children and some of the most vile, disgusting statements you've ever read. If there is any. Uh, uh terms of uh of service on Twitter certainly those uh statements should have been taken down but they fired James Gunn but now they've quietly brought him back to direct the next installment of Guardians of the Galaxy well uh Fox 21st Century Fox is uh is being sold to Disney luckily Fox News and Fox uh, Fox Sports are going to be spun off um and uh, they will continue as, uh, you know, freestanding operations. Not sure what effect all of this is going to have on Fox News, but uh, there's certainly been a lot of troubling developments over there for the people who rely on Fox News as a sort of an alternative to almost the entire rest of the uh, mainstream media. They've recently hired Donna Brazil to be a uh, commentator on Fox News. Uh, now, Donna Brazil is on the outs. She's not going to be rehired over at CNN or MSNBC because she had uh, bad things to say about the way the Clinton campaign basically rigged the Democrat primaries during the 2016 elections and, um, and stole the nomination from Bernie Sanders. Uh, so, you know, she is persona non grata over there and lo and behold, old Lynch on Murdoch, uh, uh at Fox News has hired her. Not only that, but um, the new board that's going to be running uh, the remnant of Fox News has brought Paul Ryan on board um, as, uh, as one of their directors. Paul Ryan single-handedly responsible for sabotaging Trump's efforts to secure our southern border and, and uh, re- reform many of these, these trade deals. But um, we're seeing it again and again. You know, they uh, they last week they suspended Judge Janine Pirro for basically pointing out that by her actions, it's uh, uh, it's almost uh, certain that uh, Minnesota's new representative Ilhar Omar um, is uh, practicing Sharia law right there in the U- U.S. Congress. And uh, and for that she was um, she was suspended. Well, uh, there's some new news out of the um, the Mueller investigation. It's, uh, it's sort of a related matter. Greg Craig, former White House counsel under the Obama administration, has been um, uh, there's there's going to be an announcement shortly about whether or not he's going to be indicted for violating the Foreign Agents Registration Act. The same exact Act That uh, Paul Manafort is going to jail for, I think that part of his sentence is, is uh, about three and a half years. You'll notice uh, that they're going back and getting Greg Craig, who's, who, yes, he worked in the first year of the Obama administration, but he's really not dialed in uh, in the, the big-time galaxy of Democratic uh, politicians. But <clears throat> they're not going after Tony uh, Podesta, John Podesta's brother that case, uh, Podesta, who was who a partner of uh, Paul Manafort and engaged in exactly the same activities that Manafort is going to jail for, was transferred out of Washington and into the Southern District of New York where the partisan uh, uh, Clinton supporters uh, can protect him from any any sort of charges similar to what they're throwing Greg Craig to the wolves for now. I think they're prosecuting Craig because – uh, they've they've got to Mueller's uh prosecutions have been so obvious, selective and uh and one sided that they've got to find somebody to throw to the the wolves in order to try to uh balance it out. It it won't come even close uh to doing that, but at least they'll have someone that they can use as a talking point to say, Oh, well we we prosecuted a Democrat too. I I would bet you that if uh, if they put Greg Craig before the same um, Obama judge that sent Manafort to jail, that uh, he'll probably walk and uh, and not spend a day behind bars. We're going to take another break and uh, and we're going to come back and wrap this up and talk about um, Devin Nunes. Uh, He's suing Twitter for two hundred and fifty million dollars for defamation. I think there's a lot more behind that than uh, than simply the defamation suit. And we'll talk about that when we return from these messages.
0: Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit DeltaFaucet.com slash IQ to see how VoiceIQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more.
1: And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So, Devin Nunes... Uh, is going after uh, Twitter. He filed a defamation suit against them for $250 million saying that they, they violated uh, the, their terms of service and um, his, his uh, protections against being libeled and defamed by uh, allowing fake accounts to uh, uh, attack him while at the same time Suppressing his efforts, shadow banning his efforts to try to defend himself. Judge uh, Judge Napolitano was on uh, Fox and Friends in the morning, and uh, and this is what he had to say about whether or not Nunez had a case.
2: He is. His family is now suing Twitter for a quarter of a billion dollars for shadow. Uh, We're doing what people do at the diners. We're talking about the news of the day. We make up Devin Nunes. He is. His family is now suing Twitter for a quarter of a billion dollars uh, for shadow banning and essentially censoring conservatives. Well, I think it's a novel litigation because we haven't seen anything like this before. Usually, when public (laughs) officials sue because of what somebody said or didn't say about them, mm-hmm. they lose. The theory being they have as big a megaphone as the person they claim uh, has uh, has harmed them. And the First Amendment does not regulate Twitter. It's a private uh, entity. So I don't know where it's going to go. He may be doing this just to make a statement, and he clearly is and making is. a statement mm-hmm. yeah. and, and focusing a spotlight on, on Twitter's bias. Sometimes courts don't like to be used to make political statements, but we'll see where this goes. But, judge, but yeah. I do want to say this. The one thing he's saying is he shadow shadowbanned His tweets aren't being seen and he's being pushed. All is he's being suppressed. You know, that's horrible. And if it happened to me, I'd be furious. But it's not illegal. It's it's not illegal. They're they're not the government.
1: Well, they're not the government and they don't you don't. uh, Enjoy the same First Amendment protections when you're making uh, statements on uh, Twitter. That's a private corporation. However, uh, here's where I think Nunes has a case. The terms of service uh, and uh, and the use of Facebook and Twitter is basically a, uh, a contractual relationship. When you use these social media platforms, you're basically giving them your time and attention, your eyeballs, uh, so that they can sell advertisements. And in return for your time and attention on the platform, they are giving you the opportunity uh, for engagement. But when these uh, social media companies come in and shadow ban you and, and, and do so without telling you, uh, then you are uh, then they are violating the contractual relationship that you have entered into them with you with. Uh, they're basically continuing to use your time and attention to sell you advertising, but they're denying you the engagement that they um, that they are promising you. In, uh, in that uh, contractual relationship And a, a contract, by the way, doesn't have to be uh, written or signed That's the gold standard of a contract Because you can prove it in the court of law But it's very clear what the relationship between a uh, social media user And the social media platform is And that is, uh, you, you use our service We sell you ads And in return, we give you uh, engagement on the platform So that uh, you can um, you know, get your message out or, or uh, engage with other users of the platform. When they shadow ban you, they're basically denying you those, that engagement and they're not even telling you about it. So I'm thrilled that Devin Nunes is going after Twitter on, on these grounds. One of the great side effects of this is he's going to have discovery and he's going to get in there. And we, we've seen that Devin Nunes is very effective at uh at getting to the bottom of complex issues, he did so uh in Russiagate and uh and he's gonna find exactly he's gonna pull the curtain back on Jack Dorsey and Twitter over there and um and I have no doubt that he's gonna uh demonstrate the fact that they are engaging in uh, suppression of their own customers' um opinions on their platform in order to pursue their own political agenda. There's a sort of a side item on this is um, Lynn Wood, who's currently suing oh, CNN and New York Times and teeing up uh, dozens of other uh, suits in defense of, the, of uh, the Covington Catholic school children who were defamed and, and, um, and abused, not only in the mainstream media, but also on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, but he weighed in on on um, on Nunez's suit, saying that while they're not, uh, well, let me pull up his tweet here. What did he? What exactly did he say? He said, "I'm not involved in Rep- Representative Nunez's lawsuit, but Todd McMurtry, uh, his co counsel, and I will follow this closely. We are carefully analyzing legal options for Nicholas Sandman against Twitter and its users." as there must be a full legal accountability for false attacks and threats of harm, especially against a minor. So, you know, finally we're getting some pushback, some legitimate pushback on these abuses that have taken place uh, on Twitter. And I would hope that Facebook would be next in line. Both of these companies enjoy, um, uh, Exemption from lawsuits saying that they are not a publisher. They're simply a platform for people uh, to express their viewpoints. But if they're going in and curating and and censoring the viewpoints that you hear, ones that don't violate uh, their terms of service, then, uh, then I think they can be held accountable. Here's what Devin Nunes had to say. He was appearing on Martha Callum's evening news show on Fox News. Let me find this.
0: Is the goal of your suit to sort of, you know, open up the conversation and to push back at them to to sort of create a system where there's a little bit more accountability on their part? Is that your goal?
2: Yeah, well, there's a, there's a few things. Either they are going to admit that they're that they're content developers, or they need to stop being being content developers and just be a actual public square so that I can exercise my First Amendment rights. Secondly, the people that they are allowing to defame me, uh, they are political operatives. Uh, we have no idea if they are associated with anything to do with the Russia investigation that that we led, uh, because a lot of what they were doing was trying to obstruct our investigation into what Russia in the 2016 election. So we want to find out exactly who these people are that have, have defamed and slandered.
1: Well, Newtown's is going to have an uphill battle on this suit, obviously, because uh, public figures and, uh, and elected officials don't enjoy uh, the same level of protections against uh, defamation and libel as a, an ordinary citizen. They've got to prove actual malice and intent. And, uh, and that's a steep hill to climb. But I, I would say that the supreme court ruling that determined that you had to prove uh actual malice uh is being called into question in light of uh the the current abuses that are taking place on these social media platforms and uh, and I would not be um, or it might not be surprising that if this case made it to the supreme court some of those uh, uh liable um, uh, ob- Those uh, obstacles to pursuing a libel or a defamation case for uh, public figures uh, could be weakened because basically what we've got now and what the case that uh, the precedent is based on uh, was based, uh, you know, uh, found was in a different era where you didn't have organized smear campaigns going on on these social media platforms. Uh, that were coordinated and planned uh, for political ends. So uh, it would be a, good, it'd be a good case to revisit. Well, that's about all for this uh, this show. If you like it, please like, comment, and share. If you're listening on uh, YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're following us on Twitter, be sure to share it with your friends. We're going to go out with uh, Take It Back by Dan Leibovitz, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.